Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And let me be the millionth person to make this joke. Tech did not lose on their bye week. They did not. <laughs> Remarkable. Try as they might. Yeah, haven't heard about any injuries that have happened that could also be counted as losses. Didn't hear about games being canceled like there were a couple years ago during the height of COVID. Just kind of, you know, an actual normal run-of-the-mill bye week and really hopefully a reset point for the rest of this season. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're starting a new season, right? That's what they say. Conference play is a, a new year. If we're, o, we're O and O, right? Yeah. We could have lost all four games of out-of-conference play and still won the conference. So this is where it really matters, I guess. Last time we won a conference championship, we started one and three out of conference, I think. Oh, God. The stars are aligning, and they start, the first star is the UTEP Miners. Tech is 14-3-1 all-time against UTEP in a series that dates back all the way to 1939. And uh, just like the first matchup against the Miners, UTEP has also won the most recent game. Last year, Tech fell 19-3. It was the first, this was the sixth game of the season. It was the first one that wasn't decided by one score. We didn't even score a touchdown against we did Utah? Not. They scored a safety, but we didn't score a touchdown. Nice. That's the only time one of our players ended up in the end zone. Oh, gosh. It's pathetic. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to look at the box score for this game because I literally do not remember it at all. Yeah, I only knew the safety thing. Austin I looked Kendall up is 14 today. for 28, 174 yards, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions. Austin Parker McNeil Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pain. Yeah. UTEP this year is three and three, but don't really let that record fool you in comparison to Tech, I think, because they've played a much easier schedule than the Bulldogs have. They played Oklahoma. Granted, that's a d- tough one. That's an automatic L. I get it. But they also lost to number 91 North Texas and number 122 New Mexico State. Ooh. And the wins have come over SP+. These are the rankings from SP+. Number 128, New Mexico State. Number 124, beat- Charlotte. But also, Evan, who's the other team they beat? Uh, they, well, they beat New Mexico, not New oh, Mexico okay. State. Um, but they also kind of beat the shit out of Boise State. Um, who's currently ranked number 81 in SP plus, but I mean, it's Boise state though, right? Like that's impressive. Yeah. Boise state's not looking their usual selves, but still expected to be a pretty decent team. My favorite thing about that game is just looking at the box score. And we'll go into this a little bit with UTEP's offensive preview. Gavin Hardison, the starting quarterback attempted 11 passes. No one else attempted a pass. Also, they ran the ball 54 times. Jesus. Uh, also, 199 I, I yards, put, 3.7 average. I have to correct my correction. Uh, it, oh, they God. beat they beat New Mexico. They hold on, hold on. They beat New Mexico State. <laughs> <laughs> they lost to New Mexico. So I was wrong when I corrected you earlier. Yeah, they but played them in back to back weeks. By the way, Damn. you also said New Mexico State twice. So I, I'm just very confused. But they they beat. <laughs> They beat New Mexico State 20 to 13 and they lost to New Mexico 27 to 10. Um, and while we're talking about box scores, uh, this this one from the New Mexico game would be fun to see this play out again. Uh, UTEP turned the ball over seven times in that in that ball game. And You're right. three picks by Gavin Hardison, another pick by Calvin Brownholtz, whoever that is. He attempted two passes. One was a completion for 19 yards. The other was an interception. 
They also fumbled the ball three times and lost all three of them. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's worse, the starting quarterback being 19 of 44 uh, and having a 10.7 QBR or Calvin Brownholtz being one of two and having a 0.0 QBR. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's your participation trophy. So wait, so it's pretty bad. So they lost to New Mexico and then the following week beat Boise State, Boise State is that, by is that, running the ball down their throats against okay. New Mexico. They only rushed the ball 21 times. Okay. And then 54 the next week. So their fans are probably just like really confused. Like yeah, what is happening the, here? The stat rankings things haven't really caught up to the fact that UTEP over the last two games has kind of settled into that. We are just going to run the ball and stop us kind of mentality where their run play versus pass play selection is about 50, 50 middle of the pack. When really, if you just look at the last two weeks and what they'll probably try to do against tech, who has struggled against the run is just try to run the ball down our throats. Worst case, they get three yards of carry and you go for it on fourth down. You get the first down anyway. Yeah. I mean, tech currently is 128th in rushing defense. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that's your game plan. If you're, if you're from El Paso, um, yeah, Tech is allowing 6.3 yards per rush allowed. Uh, the next worst among Tech opponents is Charlotte with 5.6. So a whole a whole 0.7 yards per rush more than the next worst team that we'll face, other than ourselves, which is really the oh, true yeah. enemy among us. <laughs> that's, that's horrifying. Yeah, wait yeah. till we talk about uh, yards per rush offensively. Tech is averaging 1.2 if we take out the FCS game. The next worst among the teams that we play this year is Middle Tennessee with 2.5, more than double what we're doing per rush. Ugh. Again, excluding okay. the SFA game. Well, None we've also played good. some really weird competition. I mean, Mizzou almost beat Georgia. They should have fucking beat Georgia, but they They, they only chose. didn't win because of us. They didn't want to make us happy about it, so they chose to lose the game. That's true. Yeah, but let's actually jump into this UTEP team rather than talk about another team that lost to recently because we lost to UTEP recently. Let's talk about the UTEP offense because we've been talking about running a little bit, but it's really two guys in the backfield that they use pretty frequently, Ronald Awat and Dion Hankins. Evan, can you tell me about these two guys? Well, yeah, they're both pretty solid guys, um, both averaging over four yards per carry. Um, they're not huge like in the explosive run game, so they're not going to break off a huge run very often. Um, and in run game explosiveness, they're last among remaining tech opponents. So they're just solid guys that are, you know, going to run between the tackles and, and pick up four or five yards. Yeah. Meanwhile, the passing game is kind of a different story led by, we've said his name already, but quarterback Gavin Hardison, UTEP's passing game only completes 53% of their passes. That's the 12th worst in college football. Mm. Uh, which is not great until you also realize tech only completes 55% of theirs. And so they're slightly better, but still <laughs> great, not great. But what both of these offenses do both UTEP and tech, what they do well is they're explosive. We've seen tech plays that have gone for 80 yards. Uh, the, the, the almost weekly 75 yard touchdown pass to, to Griffin, a bear, uh, the slant run like tech is very good at that. And UTEP is too, when they choose to pass the ball, UTEP's passing game explosiveness is tech is second best among tech opponents. But like we said, the past couple of weeks, they've just chosen not to pass the ball a lot. So long story short running game, it's boring, but it's effective. The passing game is exciting, but it just purely relies on the big play and it's not able to accomplish much without it. 
yeah, I want to say last season too, Gavin Hardison was like averaging 15 yards per completion or something like that because he was only completing downfield passes. I don't know. He if that... also it was a 55 percent completion percentage last year rather than 53 this year. So technically he was better last year, but neither of those numbers are good. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I haven't really watched this team play too much, but it sounds like especially if the last two weeks are to be any indication of their game plan this weekend, they're going to run the football a lot more than they're going to pass and maybe maybe set up some downfield um, downfield passes with that run game once they've got a stack in the box. Yeah, but see, that kind of makes sense is that you if you're going to do a run first, run second, run third kind of mantra that you only bring out the pass play when you're trying to catch the defense off guard. Yeah, my God. So looking at Gavin Hardison's stats, the first four weeks when they went one and three, uh, he's attempting 48, 42, 27 and 44 passes in those games against Boise. He's 10 for 11. And then against Charlotte last week, he's 10 for 14. And those are both wins. So that is that is interesting. He also ran the ball five times for 50 yards against Charlotte in that 41 to 35 victory. Uh, I believe that makes that UTEP's first ever win in the Eastern time zone because <laughs> they they played at Charlotte and they had never won a game in Eastern time zone. <laughs> They've been around for a while too. This isn't UTSA we're talking about. Or very, UAB. very odd statistic. Yeah, I, I had seen that. I don't even remember why I would have seen that. I must have watched them play like ODU or something last year because I hate myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it looks it looks to me like offensively, if they can get Gavin Hardison to 10 completions, they'll be happy because that's what he's done the last two weeks. And they really may just comes, stop there. Really, it comes down to, can we stop the run? Yep. We've played some good running teams these past few weeks. And so I think that our yards per rush figure is a little inflated. Pretty much most of the running stats that we'll see is a little more inflated than what we'll see at the end of the year. UTEP's not a great running team, but they just do it a lot. And so is... What we've seen from Tech so far, what we'll see for the rest of the year, where they just struggle against the run no matter who we're playing, or will they stiffen up at given the bye week, given time to improve maybe a little bit on that kind of stuff? Will they actually stand tall against a running offense that it's not like they're bad, but when you run the ball 54 times, the defense starts to key in on the fact that you're you're running the ball that often. Usually they're able to stop you a little bit, which is why their their yards per rush numbers aren't as high. But is that something Tech's even able to do? Because what we've seen so far this year is they're just straight up not able to stop the run at all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Tech obviously has to be better in run defense. And I think if they're not this week, uh, it ain't happening this year. So we'll we'll find out a lot about this team. Um, and what did we do against South Alabama? I mean, obviously we got smoked in the game, but... Yeah, they ran the ball 35 times for 175 yards. I think UTEP would take that all day. So, except they'll run it 55 times if we let them. So, um, we'll have to be a lot better. Uh, but what about the defensive side of the ball here? What what can Tech sort of uh, look for on that side? Yeah, good news, and I'm relying a lot on the explosiveness advanced stat for this whole preview. But defensively, UTEP has allowed the big explosive plays fairly often, which is pretty good news for the the downfield threat to Smoke Harris or the catch and run by Griffin Hebert. But it's the running game where the Miners really struggle defensively. It kind of feels like we're playing ourselves here. UTEP is giving up 4.7 yards per carry. Okay. That's not great. Yeah, so Tech is worse at giving up uh, yardage on the ground, but UTEP is still not very good. Tech showed that they could run against a bad defense 
and Stephen F. Austin. But while UTEP isn't that bad, will they still be bad enough that Tech could have a successful running game on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Greg Garner get more involved. Um, he was sort of, like you said last week, Nathan, the only player on Tech that looked decent. Uh, seven carries for 51 yards, so an average of 7.3. Yeah, I'd love to see him tote the rock maybe 15, 20 times, um, see what he can do. You know, obviously work in some of the other guys as well, but I feel like Greg Garner must have been injured or something and we weren't using him. You know, we had four carries against Mizzou and one against Clemson, but I yeah. Mean, he came in in the South Alabama game. He wasn't the leading he wasn't the starting guy. He was brought in because none of the other guys were able to be successful. And I think that that's the right way to do it. You just need to start that rotation earlier. Give Crosby some runs. Okay, is he being successful or not? Give Travis Thornton some runs. See if he's being successful. Give it to to Greg Gardner. Give it to Harlan Dixon. Find the hot hand, which I realize is the name of a fallacy. But find the hot hand and see who's who's doing well for you on this particular day and just ride him until they're not, I think, is the best way to do it. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? I mean, do you think Tech's run game is worse than UTEP's run defense? I don't know. Is there an opposite phrase for when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? When a stoppable <laughs> force meets a, meets a movable object? When a stoppable force meets an inept object. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This just kind of seems like uh, what I would call a toilet bowl where uh, both teams are really bad and it might be as ugly to watch as some of the games we saw last season. I just think it's interesting. It feels like a lot of the things UTEP is good at, Tech is also good at. And a lot of the things that UTEP is bad at, Tech is also bad at. They kind of, so what I'm gathering from you is you think this is going to be a 78 to 73 shootout. Yeah. If we're talking about uh, interceptions thrown, sure. 78 interceptions to 73? Oh my God. How long is this game? Six days? (laughs) My God. Uh, uh, This is a toughie. The original question. Uh, I don't know. That's that's the best way to put it. And I kind of don't want to know because it feels like this is going to be a very ugly game to watch. Yeah, I guess one more point to get to before we jump into players to watch and predictions and things. And that's UTEP pass defense, which we haven't really talked about yet. They are the strength of this team. They are allowing a 51.5% completion percentage, which is the eighth best in college football and 6.6 yards per pass attempt, which is 36th best nationally. So... They're able to defend the pass, but Tech has also struggled at throwing the ball this year. So that's where I would push back. We haven't struggled at throwing the ball. We've got like a top 30-ish passing efficiency. We've struggled at not throwing the ball to the other team. So like what's their turnover? You know, what's their what's their interception rate here? Do they have I mean, I guess excluding yeah, actually I happen to have that up for you. Excluding FCS games for everyone on this list. The UTEP defense is intercepting the ball below 2% of the passes, which is 89th best. So middle of the pack to lower third. Okay. Interesting. I wonder what the percentage, and I don't know if you can pull this up, but what is the percentage of throws that we throw interceptions on? I can absolutely pull that up. 8.1% of throws are for interceptions. 129th in college football. There are two teams that are worse. worse? Let me go find this. This one I do not have up. So give me a second on this one. Wow. I mean, so they're not intercepting the ball at a very impressive clip, but they haven't played us yet. So I guess maybe we'll bring their percentage up. Um, My depression is palpable. Oh, man. Tech actually does not have the worst 
turnover margin in the country either, which is surprising to me. We are 124th with negative five. Stanford and Temple have negative 10. Okay, so I actually do have bad news. Tech is last, 131st. I'm not very sure why it was telling me 129th. 3.3 interceptions thrown per game. Uh, The next worst is Oregon State with 2.5. Wow. Oregon State, the team that almost beat USC a couple weeks ago. Apparently. Goes to show you that we're on our way to competing with USC, baby. We're on our way to the Big Ten, I think. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, mean, that's really the big thing. I think there's two... I'm giving you two thirds of your three keys to victory post on Bleed Tech Blue later in the week, but I really think there's two keys to this game, and it's can we stop the run and can we stop turning the ball over offensively, especially three interceptions. And if we're able to do both of those, and those are big ifs, like we we've talked about interceptions last week, we could we definitely win this game. Or might yeah. just lose by ten. I mean, there's there's two of my three keys there: run the ball and don't throw interceptions, which I'm pretty sure will be my keys for the rest of the fucking season. So and, yeah, and stop their run too. That that would be nice. Yeah, um, so three keys. There we go. Post written. Send it out. I don't know when I'll have time to do that this week, but we'll see. We'll see. It's like you're getting married or something. Uh, it's like I'm getting married, but I'm actually not. Yeah, <laughs> but it is like that. Yeah. So instead of doing a player to watch Evan who's a player you would be watching if you weren't kind of getting married uh yeah uh praise praise Amal Amalule I think is how you say his name he's a defensive lineman he doesn't have any sacks so far this year so maybe a strange pick um he's only had one tackle in their last few games their last couple wins but um in 2021 he had a half sack against tech and i think i picked him as my player to watch last year too but in 2020 he had three and a half sacks um he's a one-man wrecking crew against tech and really disrupted our our team almost to the point where we could have lost that game very easily i think i think we won it though didn't we i don't know in 2020 yeah, we won 21-17, but he pretty much took over that game and um it was it was very scary to watch him just destroy Luke Anthony. Yeah, meanwhile, you said he had 3.5 sacks in 2020. Yep. The guy who had 3.5 sacks against us in 2021, his name is Jadrian Taylor. Has four sacks so far on the year, also a forced fumble and an additional fumble recovery. So someone who, I don't know, he had our number last year, maybe we'll have our number this year. Seems to be that kind of thing. Tech was able to hold their running game in check pretty well last year. Completely different team this year, though. Uh, but, I mean, also if we're just doing an honorable mention as well, Deion Hankins had two touchdowns against Tech a year ago. 14 of the 19, or I guess 12 of the 19 points scored against the Bulldogs. So I guess those are the two people I have to watch, one offensive and one defensive. Matt, is there anyone on this team that stands out to you? Someone give me a name because you know good and goddamn well I haven't done a ounce of wide receiver. Wide receiver Tyron Smith. He's got 568 yards already this season and four touchdowns. What's his name? Tyron Smith. All right, Tylenol Smith. Because um, <laughs> he's going to give us a lot of headaches. This guy already has over 500 receiving yards in the season. If he's their sole threat, uh, maybe tackle. Who am I kidding? Tech is terrible. I don't know how we're going to guard this kid. I'm going to call him Tylenol Smith. I'm sticking with it. That's my player to watch. Yeah, I think it looks if like only we had Advil Robertson. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. That's it. <laughs> that was never heard from again. Yeah, it looks like they've got two guys who who sort of lead their passing attack. It's Tyron Smith, uh, the wide receiver, and then running back Reynaldo Flores actually has their second most receptions. Uh, Tyron Smith has 33. Flores has 27, and the next highest on the team is 11. 
through six games. So um, Tyron Smith's getting a lot of those targets. I, I would I would expect um, whether they're completed or not. Luckily, we have pretty decent cornerback play. Uh, so hopefully, yeah. <laughs> thanks SFA. Yeah, shout, shout out Lumberjacks uh, for for that. Also, shout out real Lumberjacks because that's an incredibly dangerous job. Yeah, the X's are really sharp. It's really easy to cut yourself with them. That is the least of their concerns, but sure, I guess that could be added. Yeah, so meanwhile, other predictions for this game. Massey gives Tech a 63% chance to win, 30-24. to 24. Vegas favors Tech by two with an over-under of 53. So that's around an expected score of 27.5 to 25.5. <laughs> you know, got that 0.5-point conversion. <laughs> uh, ESPN FBI is the most optimistic of all of the polls, 79.1% chance to win. Wow. Ooh. It's just nuts I, to me that we're... Yeah, like, I, I don't believe that, that that's happening with this no, team. No, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't... I'm surprised that Massey likes us to win, because Massey never likes us to win. Um, FPI being almost 80%, that's wild. Like, UTEP has totally devoted themselves to the run in the past two weeks, and I guess I'll just start on my prediction here. Um, and Tech hasn't shown that we can stop the run against anybody but SFA, so maybe they're thinking, oh, a team from Texas. Okay, I guess we can stop running games of teams from Texas, according to Massey and FPI in Vegas, but I don't know. I don't see us winning like 80. I'm not 80% confident. I, I might be 50 50 on this one. So we'll see how it goes. But um, I'll be this game kicks off right as my uh, wedding reception kicks off. So I'll be taking photos with uh, with the wife um, during the during the opening quarter of this game and then, you know, doing wedding shenanigans for the rest of the evening. So I just hope that Nathan giving me clandestine updates uh, throughout the evening are happy updates and not sad updates. So yeah, we got to come up with a whole like baseball steel sign. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you what is happening in the game. Yeah. Well, touch I your can... ear first before you give the sign. It means yeah. it's That's how you negative. Uh, <laughs> Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, UTEP is not the teams that we've been playing this year. And I know South Alabama just beat the shit out of us. If we show up and play like we played against South Alabama, even if it's FIU, we're going to lose that game. If we play like we did that night, I hope that that game lit a fire under the coaching staff, you know, going into the bye week I think Parker McNeil's going to start. I don't, I don't think Liddy's going to start, but I hope that if, McNeil throws an interception that's just really dumb in the first quarter that we roll with Liddy and it's just Liddy time for the rest of the season. I mean, I don't really know what I think is going to happen, but I, I guess I'll pick Tech to win 31-27. Why not? Happy wedding day to me. Yeah, Matt, are you ready to wane on Wayne? Are you ready to rain on Evan's wedding day? Well, I'm sorry I can't be there. Uh, I guess that's the real rain if we think about it. Yeah, I wish You're I good, could man. be there. And- uh, just because we all really need to pick me up, I'll, I'll make an emotionally charged decision, very unlike me. Uh, I'll go ahead and say Tech wins 35-20, to 20, and Liddy comes off the bench to throw three touchdowns. Wow. So you think that's because McNeil throws an early in response, intercept? In response to McNeil's horrible start, Liddy's going to come off the bench, throw three touchdowns, and uh, the season starts over for us. Here's the thing with my prediction. I believe you, but I think it's too late of a call to put Liddy in. 
I think Tech digs a huge hole. Uh, interceptions are thrown that just can't be taken back. Tech falls behind something crazy like 28 to 7. Libby comes in for the fourth quarter. It looks decent, but Tech still ends up losing 35 to 10. 35 to 10. Jesus, man. Oh, I mean, that's basically what we just lost to South Alabama, South Alabama by, I guess. And UTEP. Also, South, South Alabama on a tear, by the way. Yeah, they beat you. I think UTEP has found themselves. I think it's really, I don't think, I don't believe our rushing defense will be able to stop them. I think it's the biggest thing. Right now in this season, they have done nothing to prove that to me. Our rushing offense, at least we have SFA to remember, but even the Lumberjacks were mildly successful on the ground against us. We haven't been able to shut down anyone when it comes to running the ball. Uh, So they'll be able to jump out early and then we just won't be able to catch them because they'll have 10 minute drives where they're just not giving the ball back because they're picking up first down after first down. They're not explosive on the ground, so they're not going to shoot forward for a touchdown and give us the ball back. They're just going to keep possession. They'll end up with a huge gain over us possession-wise, and we'll end up just dumbfounded. I think Liddy does come in the game. I think he does look good because I still do believe in that kid. But I think that Sonny Cumbie so far this year, and even after the bye week started in radio interviews, he said, no, McNeil is our guy. He said Liddy will start getting some first-team reps, but McNeil is our guy. And I hope he proves me wrong this week. I sincerely hope. Please put my name, put (laughs) put this audio up on a virtual bulletin board. Prove me wrong, please. I want to love you. But all I've seen so far is heartbreak. And I think that continues this week. The most heartfelt I've ever heard Nathan on the podcast. (laughs) Please don't do this to me anymore. God damn it. Just fucking do something. I don't think he throws, was it 3.5 interceptions per game? moving forward uh, throughout the course of the year. But I think that even two or three of them without the rest of the offense to back it up, I think is just not going to be enough to even make this one close. Well, and and it may be the kind of game where you need every possession you can get because UTEP's going to run the football. And if they're successful on the ground, you can't just give them the ball back, you know, yeah. and, and expect your defense you know, it's the, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like the longer your defense is on the field against a run first team, the worse they're going to get against the run. Because, you know, if you're spending seven minutes of game time out there on a drive, um, and then the offense goes out and either goes three and out or, you know, drives 20 yards, but then throws a stupid interception, right? Like you're not doing yourself any favors there. And that's just, you know, I, I don't have, let's see, what, what was their time of possession these past couple games? Um, <laughs> um, against Boise State, a game that they won 27 to 10 and ran the ball 54 times. They outpossessed Boise State 40 minutes and 35 seconds for UTEP to 19.25 for Boise State. Boise State did not turn the football over at all. No turnovers. And UTEP possessed the ball for almost 41 minutes of that 60-minute game. Charlotte wasn't quite as bad, but I really think it will be more of a Boise State-style game in this one. Can can Um, you imagine if we throw three picks? Like It's going to be 55 minutes to five minutes. Yeah, I I think Liddy coming in, if it's not after the first possession, it will be too late. Yeah, I I don't know that. I don't know that unless it's like the worst pick six, like worse than last week somehow. I don't know that you pull McNeil after one possession. No, you don't. But I'm saying that's what should happen. (laughs) They should pull him after zero. They should hand in a fake lineup card. How are you going to expect your quarterback to go out there and, and like actually 
feel comfortable playing if you tell him the first fucking time you even think about throwing an interception and pulling your ass. First incompletion, you get pulled. Yeah. The well, fake lineup card was funny. That's fucking funny. Somebody goes out there with a mustache on. It's just, it's just the little things that make me laugh right now. That was good. <laughs> Glad I was able to help. Yeah, so Matt, hopefully I'm able to cheer you up a little bit more with this week's Tweet of the Week. It goes to at Ryan Parker Stats, who tweets, there's meme potential in this image. I just can't place it. Um, and it's Amik Robertson returning a pick six. And that's great enough on its own. But really what makes this tweet is the fact that a Denver Broncos offensive lineman Follows the play all the way back. Amik Robertson's running around like a special teamer because, I mean, we saw what he could do at Tech on a on interception return. Follows him back all the way. Amik is about to enter the end zone, and the Broncos lineman makes a dive attempt to him four, maybe five yards behind him. Comes up completely short. Just looks like he trips over his own feet, but you know he's diving for Robertson. And it's just kind of funny to see. And it's also just, again, great to see Amik start to level up to the success that Snead has had this year or these past few years in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Great to see Amik, um, you know, return that fumble for a touchdown. Uh, it was a fumble, his, you're right. Yeah, yeah, weaving his way in and out um, just like he used to do at Tech. So that was really fun to watch. Um, also, Snead for the Chiefs, right, Matt? He he had a pretty decent game last night. Snead destroyed Tom Brady for a minute. I thought Brady was hurt because he was on the turf for a little while, kind of holding his arm. Uh, Sneed's a fun player to watch. I watch all the chiefs games. I zero in on him every time. And anytime you can say, Hey, I sacked and forced a fumble on the greatest football player to have ever existed. Uh, pretty cool. And it helped kind of keep the chiefs in control of that game. Cause yeah. Sneed had a good one. I mean, he had his hands full. Uh, when he was asked to cover Mike Evans, uh, you guys know Mike Evans well. You see him twice a year. Uh, fucking animal. But yeah, Steve had a good game too. Yeah, Mike Mike Tarico, the NBC Sports uh, commentator for that game, even before that play, he was talking about how big Sneed was as a, a part of that team. And then he comes through and he just continues to talk about how great Sneed is. And I think you're right about Tom Brady. Every time I see him go down, it looks like I think he's injured, but I really think what he's doing <laughs> is the I'm getting too old for this shit kind of thing. Just rubbing his temples going like, why am I, I still a, doing this? And just retire. That. That's my advice to him. I got a lot of that from him yesterday. He was like, it must be frustrating because I think he could call his own plays better. The Bucks defense, and I realize this is off subject and I will not take longer than 20 seconds on this, but the Bucks defense which had been vaunted as the best in the NFL and rightfully so, and had been talking shit about the Chiefs the past five, six days. They, all their offensive lines know better than it was in the Super Bowl, uh, which wasn't true. Uh, it was just kind of good to see them get humbled a little bit. I mean, yeah, the when, Chiefs scored 41 points on them. When Bruce Arians, the guy who was the architect of the past couple of years in, in Tampa Bay, was on the sideline a couple of weeks ago, he tried to start a fight. So, I mean, <laughs> not sure what's going on there, but got to get their shit together. Uh, it just kind of seems like, Brady's got some personality clashes going on there because yeah, I mean, the yeah, whole cover up of being on the mass singer and they had to reshoot everything. The, yeah, I heard about all that stupid shit. He just <laughs> the poor man, like I get it. He wants to keep playing football. He loves the game and there's a reason why he is the greatest and will probably be the greatest for forever. Uh 
it's because he's so committed and so dedicated. But at some point, man, go home and be with your wife and kids. I mean, it's, isn't, get the isn't, hell out of here. Isn't Giselle like really mad, basically, or some shit? That's kind of like the the joke that's going around. Is like he's just trying to stay away from his wife at this point. But come on, man, go home, be with your kids. They need their father. Yeah, anyway. and what you need is a new T-shirt. Uh, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Police on Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at GOTCHPLSDNTDIE or head to our blog and our shop, gtpdd.dogslash/shop, where you can get this month's shirt of the month. That was a long walk to this drink of water. It's a <laughs> new October shirt of the month celebrating Tech's 1972 national championship in football. Oh, yeah. Granted, okay, it was man. the college division, okay, not man, whatever the other one was. One, it sounds like we snorted coke before getting all that out. I had to, it was a transition. I had to get through it very quickly or else people wouldn't know why I was transitioning. Man, fucking Homefield has been doing like smaller schools lately, like Wyoming this week, ECU last week. And I'm like, come on, you motherfuckers. My uncle has been emailing me their, their like newsletter emails being like, this is getting pathetic, man. And I'm like, I don't need this shit from you. <laughs> yeah, so I think this shirt is about as close as we've ever gotten to a home field level design. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, again, it's missing the actual school branding on it somewhere. Uh, but turns out you can say Grantland Rice Bowl without getting sued. Next year, in 1973, <laughs> Tech won the Frontier Bowl, and that one's trademarked by ESPN. So we're not kicking that tiger. Yeah, but, don't mess with the mouse. <laughs> yeah. But you can get the 1972 level national champs shirt at gtpdd.dog slash shop you can also do the contest this week's contest uh, has been open for a few days now since tech was on buy but tech plays utep so get those answers in because they probably won't do the oh, hopefully they won't do the same against UTEP. well shit if your prediction comes true yeah that's true uh, uh let's breeze past that and go over to the fantasy challenge gtpdd.dog slash fantasy where you get to pick a roster of kusa players that you hope will do well, um, score you points, and help you win that week. Uh, the only reason why I had even heard of the UTEP wide receiver Tyron Smith is because uh, when setting those up each week, I look through who's done well in Kusa recently, and he's been just doing better and better each week. So he's quickly become a $5 player. Uh, so you can decide whether or not you think Tech will give up uh, lots of fantasy points to Tyron Smith if you do the fantasy challenge this week. And that's at gtpdd.dog slash fantasy. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. Also, shout out real lumberjacks, because that's an incredibly dangerous job. Yeah, axes are really sharp. It's really easy to cut yourself with them. That is the least of their concerns, but sure, I guess that could be added. Yeah. I feel like Nathan has an axe story, potentially. Did you cut yourself on an axe, Nathan? I have not cut myself on axe. I have thrown an axe. Oh, I haven't done that. I paid money to do it, which seems like a scam in retrospect, but... I really regret Google Imaging searching lumberjacks. You have to type in the word sexy ahead of time, so that way it gets all that out of the way. No, it seemed to infer that that's what I wanted just by typing in lumberjacks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really unhappy.